Welcome to the Becoming Her podcast, where we learn to become healthy, enthusiastic, and resilient young women. Healthy defined as being prosperous and flourishing physically, mentally, and emotionally. Enthusiastic being defined as having zeal or fervor for your present and your future. And resilience being defined as having the ability to bounce back from trauma stronger than you were before. So if you are seeking personal growth in these areas, stay tuned for some helpful tips. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Her podcast. Yes, we're so excited to be back for another episode. We hope you guys are doing well. Um, Today is a really fun episode. We have a very special guest, but before we introduce her, Naishia, how was your week? (laughs) Same old, same old destiny (laughs) child. (laughs) No, it's been going good. (laughs) I got some really good news at work. So even though like I'm I'm learning to make the the most of my work situation, like no matter mm-hmm. how I feel about it, um, it's like really just learning to be planted where you are and be the ve- best version of you that you can be. Yes. I'm learning that. So <laughs> work is going. I, that's mainly what I've been doing since it's summer. I'm not in. I'm not taking summer classes this time around but yeah not too much to complain about how was your week destiny my week was good just working to getting ready for I actually miss school uh so the summers are (laughs) (laughs) the summers are really kind of I stay busy during the summers like with hobbies and stuff just so I don't get too bored but just staying busy with work and then looking forward to the semester But we do have a very special guest today for our episode. Um, Mrs. Griffin is our guest today. She is, I will let her introduce herself. (laughs) Um, She's very special and we're just so happy to have her on this episode. So you can go ahead and um, say hello and introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, I'm Rabina Griffin. Thank you ladies so much for having me on your podcast today. And thank you for the opportunity for your me to share my story, not only with you two, but with all of your listeners. Yes. Yeah. We're so, yes. so happy you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm really excited about this episode because today, um, like we were saying previously, over the next couple episodes, we're just be uh, really going through and interviewing different people and getting different perspectives of life because, I mean, we are basically the same, me and Destiny, young Black women in college, but I think it's really important to reach out and gain other life perspectives. Right. And so today we're going to talk about Christianity and depression with Miss Griffin. And so super excited because I think it's a really important conversation to have because I, I feel like a lot of the time the two don't blend really well in society at all, especially in the Black church crazy topic to talk about. Yeah. So I, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so before we get into it, do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ms. Griffin? Sure, sure. Well, my family, we came to the U.S. as immigrants from Liberia, West Africa, and we came to America in 1992. We were in Liberia for the first three years of my life, and then we moved to the Ivory Coast where we lived at a refugee camp because we were having a huge civil war in my country at that time. And so we were at a refugee camp for the next three years of my life. And then after that, we immigrated to the U.S., praise God. We were able to come because a lot of people lost their lives during that time. 
and our family was lucky enough to get out. So ever since then, I have lived in the U.S., worked in the U.S., and I got my undergraduate degree and my master's degree here in the States. And currently, my husband and I live here in Florida, and we have three three little kids, 10 and under. Oh, the <laughs> best years awesome. of life. <laughs> yeah. They're adorable. I love seeing them on, on Facebook, seeing the the little reels you do with uh, with your daughter and with your kids. It's very cute. Um, so I actually do have some history with Miss uh, with Mrs. Griffin. She was the secretary um, at the, the high school I went to, and um, her husband accompanied our choirs. And so I've just known um, known them, known of them for many years. And he was yes. even my uh, instructor for, for one semester, piano instructor for a semester. Um, so just very great people, um, so much fun to be around. And um, so it's, um, why don't you now tell us, you do have a YouTube channel. So you could tell our listeners about that, um, your YouTube channel, your small business, and basically what motivated you to start those. Yes, I do have a YouTube channel. If anyone wants to check it out, it's called Sincerely Mrs. Griffin. And on my channel, I have been on a a hair journey for the last year, which you guys have covered some on your, um, on, on, yes, uh, covered to your listeners. (laughs) And so, yeah, I have been on a a hair journey since June of 2020. And that's why I decided to, decided to start my channel was because I needed an outlet and really my channel started as a way for me to cope with grief. It was something to do while I was grieving, which kind of goes back into the topic of Christianity and depression. And um, I started a Mm -hmm. small business. I have a booth at a local antique shop here in our city. So started that too as something to do um, during the pandemic. Towards the end of the pandemic is when I started my booth, but um, it was just it was just a way for me to have something to do other than grieving. And so it helped during that period when I was grieving. So on my channel, Mm -hmm. I do hair on there. I have low carb cooking videos. And then I just film our family whenever we take trips or vacations or whenever the kids and I visit special spots, then I vlog those as well. Yeah, I really love that. That's really awesome. So it, it, a, a couple of things to unpack there. First off, love that idea for the YouTube channel. Honestly, you are an actual inspiration. I've been telling myself <laughs> to do that for so long because like first and foremost, I started my natural hair journey back in 2017. Um, and it was the craziest thing. Like I had to cut most of my hair off and then it was just a lot of craziness a lot of tears I'm really about to cut all my hair off again now and that's a story (laughs) for another time um but I I can completely get that for being that outlet and I think it's really awesome to see something so authentic because I feel like the family channels we have now are very mm, like standardized yeah and they're not like legitimate they're not authentic so I really love that you're putting that out there especially like to represent a Christian household as well, because that's not a lot that we see either. So I think that's really awesome that you're putting out that love and to the atmosphere of YouTube, because I think we all need a little <laughs> bit of that yeah. in our lives. I can agree um, with but that. But I know, um, going back to you said that you've been, I, I know you've been moved. <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So I, I know you said that, um, like growing up, you did a lot of moving, and I, I know you you settled down after you got out of the refugee camp and got to the states, which is really awesome. Um, but do you think that experience, so like like growing with that experience, do you think that molded you into the person that you are now, that led you to um, the stage of starting this channel, and then also helped you deal better, or put you in a position to be um, dealing with more grief that you were talking about with your channel? I think it did in some ways. I really do believe that it made my family, my sisters and I, more resilient to change. And I think it also, a lot of what happened when we were living in Liberia, West Africa, and even in the Ivory Coast, a lot of those memories, because that was before I was even in first grade, a lot of that is just suppressed memories or memories that I no longer even have access to. I think because we were in such a dangerous situation and those were not happy years of my life. So I think God has really allowed my brain to block a lot of that out. But still, I feel that um, my mother, like her courage for us to be able to get to safety, get to the U.S., I think just her, the way how she raised my sisters and I have impacted our lives and made us the women that we are today, just to make us more resilient to anything that the world would throw at us or anything that God would have for, have for us. I really do believe that the start of my life, yes, that it has um, up to this point has really helped. And I can look back on those years, even though I don't have a lot of memories of the situation that happened while we were in Africa. I think that it has shaped and molded me into the woman that I am today. Yeah, that's incredible. And like I said before, I honestly didn't know until recently that that was even your experience being, you know, a refugee. Um, and it's just crazy, the experiences. You never know what someone has been through. And you never know. Part of what we try to focus here on our podcast is building resilience. And for you, um, you had to build resilience. Even though you may not fully remember, you did have to develop that at a young age. Um, so that's just very inspiring, just a very, um, a very powerful testimony that you have. So I'd like to go ahead and lead into um, our topic today, which is about Christianity and depression. Um, so I'd like for you to go ahead and maybe explain to the viewers how that topic is personal to you, um, some lessons you've learned, and you can go ahead. Okay, yes. Um, Christianity and depression and how it is and how it happened to me in my life. In January of 2020, my husband and I, after we came back from Christmas vacation, we found out that we were expecting our fourth baby. And we were all really excited. I told the kids, I told several of my friends, because I had had three pregnancies before that started with a pregnancy test saying positive, and it ended with me delivering a healthy baby. So I didn't think anything differently to share this happy news with close friends, family, and to even tell our kids. Um, but shortly after we saw that positive pregnancy test, we experienced a miscarriage. And I was devastated when it happened because I had never experienced it before. Of course, leading up to the miscarriage when I started seeing signs that 
the pregnancy was not viable. I was Googling all the things to try and figure out if the pregnancy could still be viable. And um, it ended in a pregnancy loss, even though I was Googling and trying to figure out, trying to stay positive to see if it would end up to be a healthy baby in nine months. It just was not what God had intended for me and what God's plan was for that life. So that was in January of 2020. And I really don't think that I started grieving the loss of that baby until later on that spring is when I really went into um, a very dark place where I was very depressed. I was very sad that the baby was no longer with me. Um, I just remember feeling like I would put on a front and be happy when I was in public and smile, but behind closed doors, especially at night when my husband would stay awake and study for, um, he recently got his doctorate degree. And so when he would stay awake and study all of the materials for his doctorate degree or study for his next class the next day, and I was alone, that's when I really experienced even more sorrow because I really felt like even though I knew other women that that had happened to before, that they had experienced miscarriage, that when it happened to me, I was not prepared emotionally, spiritually. I just was not prepared. I never thought that it would happen to me. And so I didn't know where to turn to. I feel like whenever you're experiencing grief of any sort, when you see it through somebody else's eyes, you're prepared to give them help and comfort and you're prepared almost to give them some resources and things. But then when it happens to you, you're just thinking to yourself, like, how am I going to deal with this? I have no help. I have, I have nowhere to turn to. I don't even know what to do, how to get myself out of this state of grief. So that's where I was. And it wasn't until And that was in 2020 at the beginning of the year. It wasn't until November of 2020 when I had a doctor's appointment with my primary care doctor. And she's a Christian lady who I love. And she suggested that I see a counselor, a Christian counselor, and talk through my grief and just work through things so that I'm not working it out by myself, but I have somebody there with me who's a Christian who can guide me and mentor me and help me get through the grief and the loss of a child. And I think that was one of the most beneficial things for me. It was a beneficial start for me to have that doctor's appointment and for her to be a Christian and for her to suggest Christian counseling. Yeah, so first I want to say, I I couldn't imagine going through that. I mean, I'm only 19. I'm not even 20 yet. So I haven't even had the opportunity to like think of really a future. I mean, I make jokes, but I don't really have my own family now, but I, I couldn't imagine because I know that we all have in our hearts or most of us have in our hearts to like start a family and be a wife and be a mother and um, experiencing that. It has to be, has to be a crazy experience. And I feel like we all, most likely know someone who has experienced that. I feel like it's not talked about a lot. 
um, because I feel like it's really hard to share that experience as well. Um, but I, I do want to just say thank you for opening up and being willing to share that experience so that other people who are in your situation or other people who know people that are in your situation can hear um, like a legit and a genuine um, point of view from that and know how to proceed from there. And so um, with that being brought up, I, I love your point about getting the help um, or, or getting the advice to get help from a Christian counselor. Um, I think everyone needs counseling. <laughs> everyone needs to speak to someone um, because even if we all experience, like all of our life experiences are different, I think we all go through things that cause us some trauma. It could be family trauma, it could be friend trauma, it could be personal trauma, but we all have trauma that we need to speak about. And sometimes speaking to just a friend or a family member isn't enough. We need a professional opinion. Even if it's someone unbiased to sit and listen to us and have that off of our chest because it weighs you down so much. Like I think I was having this conversation late last year with Tyler, uh, Destiny's brother, my pastor, shout out to you. <laughs> but um, we were having the conversation about how the importance of counseling and how how it's like revolutionary and how really everyone needs it. And I, I don't know why it's not expressed enough. I definitely, definitely feel the feel the urge and feel the need and the necessity or Christian counselors as well, because I think going to counseling is important, but to have someone who shares your own morals and shares your own beliefs uh, and knows where you stand for that, it, it allows them to give so much more better advice or be such a better listener for you. Um, so that situation. So I, I absolutely love that. I agree with what Nishia is saying, that counseling is so important, especially if you're a woman of faith, if you're a Christian, it's important to get guidance from other women who are also Christians, because I think it's biblical. It says in the Bible, in the New Testament church, that the older women are to teach the younger women. So older women have, they have more wisdom because they've lived longer and they have gone through these similar experiences and come out the other side. And so younger women who are going through depression, miscarriage, um, whatever it may be where you find yourself in a dark spot, it is very important um, for if you have access to counseling to get counseling from. For me, it was really comforting to get counseling from another female, but I think it could be equally as comforting to get counseling from your pastor. Or if you're not comfortable talking to your pastor, talk to him first and see which older women in the church you could have as a counselor or somebody to rely on, somebody to just have talk therapy with where you can talk through some of these things and where they will not only you know give you words of wisdom from their experience, but they'll bring the Bible into it and show you scripture of how you can rely on God that he knows what he's doing and everything that is happening to you is happening for a reason. You know, just like in the Old Testament, how we see Job, he lost everything, all of his children, all of his wealth, everything, because God allowed the devil to test him because God knew that Job was a righteous man. And the devil said, you know, he's a righteous man, but if you take away all these things from him, he's going to turn from you. So I think it's very important when you do get counseling that you get counseling from someone who's of like faith. So that way they're not just giving you just words, but they're giving you true biblical hope 
that those words mean something. I definitely agree. Um, what would you, there is a bit of a, a question going on, especially during the pandemic when it seemed like so many people were having to kind of come face to face with themselves and with their their traumas or we had to spend so much time alone, you can't really go out and distract yourself. Um, what would you say to someone, maybe a young girl listening who says, you know, I've been through this trauma, I've been through a traumatic situation, but I feel like going to a counselor will only, I don't, like, I don't want to dig up old wounds. Um, what, what would you say? Because that is something very real. Somebody who's probably repressed lots of pain and trauma may not want to may be fearful of saying, well, if I bring all this back up, what's going to happen to me? Uh, what would you say to a young girl in that situation or any, any female, any male, anyone that's facing that? Um, that's a really good question. What I would say and what I was thinking when you were talking is from my experience, when I was going through grief, the first thing that I had to do was put aside my pride because I was pretending to be one person out in the world, at church, at work, with friends and family. I was pretending to be happy and that everything was fine. I mean, it wasn't until that doctor's appointment that she suggested that I have counseling. And then she also just suggested that I talk to my husband and open up to him and tell him about everything that was going on. And it was at that moment that... I was able to sit down with my husband and tell him everything that I had been feeling from January until November. So 10 months of grieving this loss and feeling like I was grieving the loss by myself before I opened up to him. So I think the most important thing is first put aside your pride of what people are going to think or that you're going to um, irritate old wounds, things like that, because Honestly, that wound is already open. The trauma is already there. There's nothing worse that can be done to that wound. Um, there's a really good quote by a man. His name is Dave Crenshaw. And I watch his videos on LinkedIn Learning. And um, he has a quote on there saying that sometimes you have to experience pain to fix the area that's broken. You know, just like if you have a broken bone, that bone needs to be wow. reset and put into place and put into a cast before it can be healed. So setting aside your pride and finding someone that you can talk to and be open and honest with, that is a really good way to start on your healing journey. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Um, pain is necessary. And I think after after that pain comes healing, like you were saying. And so... There's always going to be a storm, but after the storm, it's going to be that rainbow. And so I think that's really important to know um, and understand. So yeah, just thank you again for that perspective, because I feel like this conversation is is so important to have. And you're right. I feel like we all have like that pride of being like, oh, I don't need it. I'm too good for that. I don't want people to think of me one way or the other. But yeah, I think if we all just take some time and set aside our pride, you can definitely grow so much as a person Then you can grow in turn, like with your family, with your friends, as a community. And then like as a nation, because I feel like this whole nation needs to yeah. heal. Yeah. And uh, I think we don't want to do that because it's going to be really painful. But yeah, if we would all just set our 
our, our, our own pride and our own selfishness and own avoidance aside and just really allow ourselves and allow others to heal man what a world would that would that be what what a world I, I think it all starts with having conversations like this just being open to talking about like grief in the healing process and uh maybe that'll open a do- the door for the next person and the next person and the next person right I think as soon as grief I definitely agree as soon as we as Christians in the church see that grief and depression are a normal part of our Christianity, that yes, God has a plan for us and that we have tons of scriptures about um, happiness and joy and contentment. I mean, you guys touched on this on a previous podcast where Nishia said that joy has deep roots. And so I, I really remember that. Yeah, joy does have deep roots. And I think when it comes to roots and planting, I love plants. I have a ton of plants here at my house. And I know that my plant babies, that they can't survive unless they have deep roots. They have to go deep into the earth to be able to find water for themselves Mm -hmm. to sustain themselves so that I don't have to constantly water them, especially when it comes to trees. If you water a tree consistently, it gets dependent on you doing that. Versus if it finds its own deep roots and finds its water source deep into the earth, it can sustain itself. And so I think that when Nishia said joy has deep roots, that we can see that in Christianity, that that joy does come from somewhere and that it comes from Christ. But I think we as Christians also need to realize when people are going through depression, through death, when they're just grieving, It's not a time to, you know, say, well, something trite, like, well, you're a Christian, just, you know, be happy or joy is found in the Lord. Yes, that is all true, but we live in a sin fallen world. And so we're going to experience the things that come with sin, like grief, depression, loss of a loved one. We're going to experience those things. But the thing that we have different from the world is that we have each other and we can be there for each other as Christians to help with guiding us, encouraging us, and not not just negating our grief or telling us to set that aside, but having someone come beside you to work through that grief is how you find yourself on the, on the other side, is how you find yourself back to that contented place. Exactly. I definitely agree. So many good points uh, mentioned in what you said, especially dealing with depression in the church. You know, it just, I don't even have to ask if, if anybody has felt depression in the church and if they felt ashamed of coming forward with it, because we all have, um, whether that's depression or anxiety or any sort of mental health uh, thing, it, it, it affects your pride. It makes you feel ashamed. Um, so as we close out here, Um, I'd like to ask Mrs. Griffin one more thing. Um, Basically, what would you, this is, what what are some things that you've learned on your journey? Because we all go through things to help someone else. Um, So what what would you say to someone listening? Um, If you find yourself depressed, other than finding counseling, other than um, making sure you get the help you need, 
What would you do if you find yourself depressed? And um, lastly, what would you do to help a friend? I think for self-care, when you find yourself in that dark place and you are depressed, go back to your Sunday school days when we used to sing this little song called Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. I wish that at the beginning stage mm -hmm. of my depression that I would have read more scripture and prayed more to encourage myself rather than letting the devil tell me that I was grieving so much and so hard that God was so far away from me and would not be available to comfort me, which was an absolute lie. And I think it kept me in that place of depression for even longer just believing the lie that God was so far away from me. Um, he's very near to us and he wants us to come and pray. And the way how he communicates with us is through scripture. So I would say to anyone who's going through depression, start with reading your Bible, start with praying, even if it's just for five minutes, find a quiet space without your phone, without tech, none of that where you just are there and you're praying. And even if you don't know the words, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and creates those words when we don't have them to pray for ourselves. So even if you don't know the words, just tell God, exactly. I, I'm feeling sad today. I'm feeling depressed. I am, don't know how to fix myself. I need your help. I need you to help me. I don't know these words, but I'm here. I'm praying to you because I know that you're a good God and that you are going to take care of me. So that would be a really good place to start. Another thing is um, besides finding a counselor, find people around you who are not going to just give you trite phrases and things like it'll be okay or at least you have three other children, things like that. Those things are not helpful to hear. But find people who maybe have shared an experience of loss, of grief, of depression, similar to what you're going through, because those people are going to be, they're going to be your champions. They're going to be the ones that understand. They'll be, like the Bible says, they'll be acquainted with your grief. And so they'll be able to help you to just talk it out or help give you some guidance as to who to go to next if you need counseling or if you need guidance. I was lucky enough to have a Christian doctor who started this whole catalyst of maybe you need to go to therapy. And she even said to me, you know, maybe we can put you on some low dose medication, some antidepressants to help you get um, to where you need to go because depression is not only something that happens in your spirit, you know, there's neurons in your brain that maybe are not working correctly or your hormones are imbalanced. It's so many things. It's body, mind, and soul when it comes to joy or depression, completely the opposite of joy. So connect yourself with people who have a shared grief who can help you and talk to your doctor. Oftentimes when you go to the doctor, they'll have a form at the beginning of all your paperwork saying, do you feel like you're in a safe place? Have you had thoughts of suicide? Um, how is your day-to-day? -day? Do you feel like you can function? Answer those questions on any of those doctor surveys correctly and honestly because that could trigger your doctor to start asking more questions and that could be the catalyst for you getting the help that you need. Yeah, I, I think that's so important. And 
answering those questions um, honestly to your doctor and to yourself, I think is really the biggest, most helpful thing that you can do to yourself um, and not lying to yourself whenever you know that you need help or have been experiencing those thoughts or any sort of anything, um, just admitting to yourself and maybe you won't know what to do about it, but you don't have to. That's why you're going to seek help. They're there to help you. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that, for those opinions. And thank you so much for those, um, those options, because like I said, I feel like it's such a, it's such a hush hush topic. And um, I think it's really important to get that out there. So hopefully if you're listening and you've been experiencing any sort of like doubts or worries or stressors that's causing any sort of depression or anxiety, um, what Ms. Griffin has talked about today and what she's said and like the advice she's given, I really hope that that helps in one way or the other. Um, even if it just starts the conversation, like it's not saying, we're not saying go out, find a counselor right now, drop $500 on a new counselor, <laughs> but it's, it's uh, just about being open to having that conversation with yourself and then in turn other people, I think is the most important thing that we can take away from today as well. Right. I would also like to mention that if you are supporting a person who is going through depression or grief, that um, my recommendations is that you just are patient with that person. They may not want to talk to you. Just be patient with them. Also be present with them. Keep getting them to come out to do things because that's one of the things that the devil will do is withdraw you from people who love you to separate you so that way he can talk to you even more and put more confusion in your mind. So I would say for people who are supporting those who are going through depression, be present, be patient, and be prayerful for that person. Pray them through this valley that they're in so that they can come out even stronger. I definitely agree. Well, we have, you had given us so much wisdom on this, uh, this afternoon. And you know how you mentioned that the older women should instruct uh, you know, the younger women that passed in the Bible. I feel like that's what you've done today um, here for us. I already respect you and admire you. And yes. I've just, <laughs> I've learned so much today. And so this has been, uh, this has been healing for me in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much for being our guest here. We are going to go ahead and close out. Um, before we do go ahead and tell the listeners where they could contact you, where they could find uh, your social media, your YouTube channel, which I highly recommend that they follow <laughs> because yes. she has great content. Go ahead and let them know. Okay. I'm on YouTube at Sincerely Mrs. Griffin. And I'm also on Instagram at SMG underscore Robina D. So you can find me under any of those handles. But if you want to check out my YouTube channel, that would be great. And we highly recommend that you do because subscribe. She has great content. Um, even today, she's just a fount of wisdom. We never go through painful experiences for nothing. Um, and the growth that you've exhibited, the wisdom that you've given us today, we just want to say thank you. So um, we hope that everyone has enjoyed this uh, this episode. As always, you can follow us at Becoming Her Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thanks guys. Bye.